Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So George Lucas, he writes the script, he takes it all over the place, and basically nobody wants to make it. Disney's like, nah, fuck you, and like, get the fuck out of here, piece of shit. <laughs> okay, We hate you. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. We will never like this franchise. So today we were talking... Um, Hello, welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. It's a podcast that we have. I'm Nikki Limo. This is my co-host... Crypto King. So, hi. Today we're talking about very, very, very near and dear topic, very close to my heart. I'm actually shocked that I've never done an episode about this. Yeah. I kind of talked about it when we had Andre on, right? Black Nerd Comedy. Oh, right, right, right. And he, at Comic-Con. Yeah, at Comic-Con. And we talked about, well, basically I shit all over the new Star Wars movies <laughs> um, while he sat there uncomfortably because I think he gets invited to a lot of like yeah, cool, yeah. Like, but Star he's Wars actually stuff. really critical of, of he, things. He, too. No, he, he, he's he, honest. No, he's an independent thinker. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's very funny because, uh, yeah, you know, I could definitely sense some <laughs> some nervousness. <laughs> sure. Because, um, yeah, I de- I was definitely taking big old shit on uh, on the new Star Wars movies. However, I would like to talk today about the entirety of Star Wars. Why I love the movies. Why I became a fan, and. You know, really, where I think it's gone and where I think it's going, because I I don't feel as sullen. Big mm-hmm. fucking time vocab Scrabble word right there. Right. Okay. Sullen. Not that big, but okay. Big time Scrabble word. Right. A Scrabble word. Sure. Because it's pointed, seven high pointed word there. Mm, no. Two L's. That's all one point letters. That's gonna be a big. That's gonna be a big. All score. of those letters are one point letters. So point being, Although, I'm not nearly sullen. As- here's a huge scrabble tip just so you know if you can use a a word that has an s in it and connect it by making a letter a word that's already on the board plural you get points for both of those words so anything with an s in it i love i love getting s's and scrabbles anyway go ahead so i'm not nearly as salins as i was no 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 you're taking the word sullen and you get an extra point for that no don't waste both your s's on one word idiot God, that. this is why you suck at Scrabble. I'm not good suck at Scrabble. Suck is also a I'm good word. Not good K is worth five points. C is worth three points. Z is worth a lot of points, but Ten. It, you can't really hack it. Can't really hack it. I can hack it. Well, you can spell zebra. Lazy. Days. Maze. Go ahead. Craze. Zany. Zane. That's all I got. Wow. Way more than I had. Okay. So, yeah. Um. So, in 1976... Well, 1975, because they were filming the movie. Um, George Lucas, he writes a screenplay for Star Wars, right? He takes it um, 
As a person that's not a Star Wars okay, fan, please. and I'm not not a Star Wars fan, but I'm just like I haven't really seen them in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's in it for me? What am I gonna get? Um, a very interesting story about a creative genius who was a genius at one thing but not all things. Okay, and a very um underrated woman who actually helped shape Star Wars and basically allowed it to live. Okay. Love it. What are you going to that shit? I like it. All right. So this woman. So exactly. So so George Lucas, he writes the script. He takes it all over the place. And basically nobody wants to make it. Disney's like, nah, fuck you. And like, get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. No, I'm kidding. But, we hate you. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. We will never like this franchise. No, so he did a movie called THX One One Three Eight, which was like his like um, it was like a short, and like it was shot really well and like had a lot of cool effects mm. and stuff for the time. So he wasn't great at titles. No fuck no. Okay. Okay. At least not with that movie. Sounds like a calculator. Star Wars is a great great movie title. Yeah, it's a great movie title. So, but he was a fan of like the serial movies of like the his his youth mm-hmm. and like all the like Flash Gordon stuff, which was like a very popular science fiction character who who's had some one of those resurgence. There was some Flash Gordon references in the Ted movie. Mm. Um, but the point of it is that's is, also an old reference. Yeah, exactly no. right. But but um, but the point of it is is that. Um, George Lucas was not really getting a lot of attention for Star Wars. He had just done this movie called American Graffiti, mm-hmm. which had done really, really well. And uh, it was starring, you know, Richie Cunningham himself, mm-hmm. right, from Happy Days. Um, Ron Howard, who went on to become a director in his own right. But, um, yeah, he, George Lucas wasn't really coming up. He was getting a lot of friction. And then... A guy at, at 20th Century Fox, he just took a shot on it. He's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. And George um, Lucas negotiated a deal where, you know, they get a certain cut. They're going to fund the movie. They get a certain cut. But George gets the rights and George gets <laughs> the merchandising rights, which oh. they thought was useless They're anyway. Like, sure. They're like, we don't give a literal fuck. Yeah. We were going to tell you, go fuck yourself, get the fuck out of here. But now we're like, okay, fine. We literally don't care. Yeah. So then he gets a check. He goes, he um, casts Star Wars. He's in pre-production. He's he's doing the movie. Every actor in the movie, Mark Hamill, you got Han Solo himself, Harrison Ford. You got Carrie Fisher, right, from the, the Fisher family, like a very- um, Did you and McGregor come later? What is it? Did you and McGregor come later? Is Ewan McGregor yes. in this? He, he is okay. in the Star Wars movies, but he came later. But actually, he came before. A little joke oh, yeah. there for the people listening <laughs> in. For the fans, you know? Yeah. Okay, got it. So okay. all the hotties were in the prequels. All the hotties were in the prequels. They get Sir Alec Guinness, who's a very acclaimed um, actor mm-hmm. at, at the time. Um, and he's still, I mean, he's still a legend, right? But because because he did this movie, he's he's considered like household name, still a legend mm-hmm. forever. Um, so he agrees to do it for a certain percent of the, the, the gross of the original Star Wars. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so it gets pretty interesting. So, so, um, they are making this movie. Mark Hamill gets the part. He's very confused about what the fuck this movie is, but he's the lead. He is Luke Skywalker, right? And Carrie Fisher gets the part. She's also very confused. Everyone on set's very confused. Harrison Ford famously tells George Lucas, um, "Listen, because because George would would always um, have them film, mm-hmm. and then he would say, okay, let's do it again, but let's do it faster and more intense.' He wouldn't really give direct direction. He would just say, okay, let's do it faster and more intense. And so, at one point, you know, like there's there's the lines that these guys have to say is like nuts, right?" But at one point, Harrison Ford's like, you know, George, you can write this shit, but you can't fucking say it. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, give us a break. Let us, like, play yeah. with it a little bit, you know? Um, so there was, like, on set, nobody was like, this is the future of movies. This is the beginning of a franchise. Everyone's yeah. like, 
cool, I'm going to get it paid. I got a job. I got a job. Yeah. It's awesome. Harrison Ford was also in American Graffiti. He actually helped to audition actors to play Han Solo. Um, Burt Reynolds actually gets cast as Han Solo, but then he can't do it because he has um, prior commitments with a TV show, mm-hmm. which was like Magnum P.I. at the time, I believe. And so he he just has to bow out at the last minute. Or no, you know, yeah, I think it was Burt Reynolds got cast as Han Solo. I think it was at first. Oh no, I'm thinking of Indiana Jones actually. Oh okay. I'm thinking of Indiana Jones, but but um, Han Solo, um, Harrison Ford was not the first choice for Han Solo. Okay. But he comes in and he's doing. He's actually a carpenter. He's helping um, build things at Lucasfilm because he was in American Graffiti as an actor, yes, but he also was a carpenter. That's just how he made money oh. on the side. Yeah, same with Jesus. There you go. Similar age, yeah. You know, in his late twenties, or I think mid, yeah, I think late twenties at the time. So yeah, he comes in and he's just reading with everybody, and he's doing so well with the material that George is like, "Hey, you want to be Han Solo in this fucking piece of shit?" (laughs) And then you know, Harrison's like, "Yeah, fuck it, I don't give a fuck." (laughs) (laughs) I like the conversations they had back then. How they negotiated these these deals. So then i feel like a fly on the wall exactly you are you're there with with everybody they get peter mayhew he's plays chewy chewbacca which is mm-hmm. his name chewbacca's chewy chewbacca's um and yeah the guy has got to be in basically a gorilla suit all day like <laughs> fucking no fans no nothing they get kenny baker he's r2d2 he's like a he's a small person right and they basically put him in a trash can Wait. that was a person in yeah, there was a person in there that no you know how his head turns around and yeah shit? that wasn't robot he wasn't a robot. No way. He was a person inside I there. I didn't and know Kenny that. Baker. Yeah, Kenny Baker used to sit in there, and it was like a hot tin can, and they're in like Malaysia shooting this thing, in like Tunisia, I believe. They're not in space? Fuck no, dude. So they're like shooting this shit in the middle of the desert, and you got fucking poor little Kenny Baker in this like little hot tin can dumpster. Holy shit. Like turning the head of R2-D2 as they're moving him around. Yeah, wow. it's crazy. But really, when you think about it, all Kenny Baker did was turn the head. Like his contribution to it. Did he at least get to be? Because no, R two D two is like just a beep beep beep. Yeah, he just does yeah, the beeps. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't talk. Yeah. yeah, you didn't get to do the beeps. No, and then they got no. Anthony Daniels who plays the beeps. C three PO. Oh, oh yeah, I the met old guy. You I met him. Met him. No, you didn't. That's cool. Wait, maybe I'm lying. I want to say oh, I'm not my. lying. So to promote the newest Star Wars, um, I was actually in a TV show called Speechless, and uh, I did a scene with Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Who I met as well. And uh, I don't know if it was the original actor of C-3PO or if it was the guy that does all of the PR things now. I will like, kill you. You better find out. I don't remember now. I have you a- didn't even fucking tell me. You know how big a Star Wars fan I am. You didn't fucking tell me that. You said, yeah, I got to work with Kev Smith today. I, I, like, I have yeah. a, a boomerang of me with C-3PO and... But with C-3PO, was he... Okay, so you're talking about you had you were just with the gold guy. Yep. Yeah, no. That wasn't Anthony Daniels. No way. They would have had him Maybe somehow not. acknowledging that it was Anthony Daniels if they got if they bothered to have him. But there. if they did, I wouldn't have remembered because it doesn't stick out. Like, I was like, I just been like, oh, the C-3PO. I don't remember. I'm is, sorry. You're such a waste. I'm sorry. You're a waste. I know. It's like saying you met Carrie Fisher and then you're like, I think she's Princess Leia. I don't know. I know. It's crazy. Anyway, it's happened to me so much. I hate it. Cause like I don't watch a lot of things. So like it so I don't remember when if people are a big deal. <laughs> so pathetic. I know. Okay. So Anthony Daniels, he plays C three PO. Um I think I've just set the deck. Now um, they film it. They wrap it. All of a sudden, they're having a problem with the with the edit. the The test audiences are not digging it, mm-hmm. right? And it just there's just a lot of blather. Uh, there's a lot going on that doesn't need to be going on. Like there's a lot of. If you look at the deleted scenes for Luke Skywalker, there's a guy named uh, Dak, I believe. Um, there, there's a another character i can't remember but yeah um there's a character named wedge that he does scenes with that we've all seen in the movies mm. but there's another character named dak i think and that guy and, and luke have like these weird monologues together where they're like looking at the at the, at the sky and shit mm. and talking about the rebellion and like so enter marcia lucas or marcia lucas i believe it's it's marcia. just it's spelled m-a-r-c-i'm gonna say marcia i'm gonna say marcia lucas 
So she is George Lucas's wife. And she takes hold of the reins of this thing and is like, yo, we got to cut this shit down. Mm-hmm. I'll be the editor for this thing, right? So she, she steps in. She edits it down into the theatrical cut that we're all she used have editing today. experience? Um, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Yeah, because that's sure. like kind of a huge task. I think she did. I think she did yeah. have editing experience already. I mean, she has worked. I mean, she's won multiple Oscars. Mm-hmm. I think she won at least. She won an Oscar for this movie. Well, obviously, but previous to this, I'm saying. Previous to this, I'm not sure. I have to check on that. Okay. I but mean, I'm sure she did if she was going to take on. She, dude, she was, like, that's, she's a genius. That's straight up. editing is. Straight up. The reason why Star Wars is what it is today is because. Is because of George Lucas as well. Yeah. Obviously, he literally created the whole goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. But she chopped off the fat, cut down. Well, there's the a edges. reason why they release a director's cut of movies, which is usually way longer than the, yeah, the movie that nonsense. everyone sees. <laughs> Dude, because you the need Snyder cut. Fucking look. Yes, was it better than the other one? I'm sure. I didn't watch it yet, but bro, four and a half hours. Holy. You fuck need God. outside eyes to tell you like which parts to keep yeah, in just and shut not. up. Yeah. Shut up. No, stop. This is stupid. No, the stop. The hubris exactly. of these directors, right? Hey, she quotes me. Okay, so Marsha Lucas basically saves Star Wars in the edit. Okay. Right? And this is kind of a newer, well, this is like a, I would say like 15 years old narrative now that people understand, or 10 at least. Mm-hmm. Where people are going like, they're giving her more credit. Okay. Because she won the Oscar at the time. Like at the at the Academy Awards, the, the sole Oscar other than for... I mean, this whole Oscar having to do with story and like mm-hmm. all that shit, not FX, mm-hmm. was for editing and it went to Marsha Lucas. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, so then, you know, Star Wars comes out. The merchandising is goddamn insane. Of course. So 20th century kicking themselves in the ass because yeah. they didn't get merchandising. <laughs> right. But But really before this, there wasn't any like franchise movies where like, you know, you're going to get a lunchbox of like Macbeth or like fucking a, a Charlton Heston movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not going to get like um, kids playing with with the Planet of the Apes action figure Yeah, I didn't set. really think about that. How exactly. that wasn't really like a thing yet. Wasn't a thing huh. yet. There were action figures. There were that, that stuff existed, but it wasn't like pervasive and it didn't, it wasn't really associated with movies as much. Mm-hmm. But then George Lucas comes in and changes that entire game. Wow. So they have like a, there was like a an original Star Wars playset, uh-huh. right? like, like where like before, uh, like like the Christmas that Star Wars came out during, mm-hmm. some kids got gifted just like a a little sheet that says you're going to get the Star Wars action figures when they ship. Oh, like that's it. I definitely got that before, not for the Star Wars action figures, but just for things that were late. Yeah, and 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 you know. Frankly, if those kids never even open those things, they're worth like fucking thousands and thousands of dollars. That's right what now. I hate about the crazy? I hate about collectible culture is that it's meant for kids to play with, but then how how torturous to be a kid to get this and then you're not allowed to play with it? No, it's actually a circular firing squad because so it's meant for kids to play with. But those kids grow up and want to recreate that experience by opening it again or at least having it again mm-hmm. before they opened it because it's like, I guess they're edging or something. I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> they're doing. <laughs> but like, that's what I mean. Like, because Pokemon cards never got to be a thing until all of us started making money who grow who grew up with Pokemon cards. Yeah. And then we want to open Pokemon cards again and bullshit, bullshit. Right. right. So it's really our own fault. We <laughs> yeah. create the market for this. Yeah, shit. of course. Of course. And we have the spending power to, to buoy it. So yeah, it's fascinating. But yeah, so so Star Wars is huge, right? Comes out, becomes an international fucking goddamn smash. Everyone's talking Star Wars. You know, Saturday Night Live, Bill Murray does a Star Wars theme song. You know what I mean? Like it's just so pervasive. Like it's it's just everywhere. Um and he's like, Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. He's just like giving the lyrics yeah, to, the, to the tune yeah, of it. Yeah, to the tune of it. Um and then, you know. Carrie Fisher's instantly a sex symbol. Um, you know, Mark Hamill's not. Um, Harrison <laughs> Ford, instantly a sex symbol. So that that kind of, um, you know, it gets revealed later through like memoirs. I mean, this is this all takes like 30 years of, of course. Like archaeological digging to find out all of the stories of what happened during the time. But apparently Mark Hamill was pretty upset that 
basically everyone walked away from the movie and got to be a sex symbol but him oh and you know he was attractive and stuff but but he wasn't the what everyone was talking about all the kids wanted to be han solo Mm -hmm. you know what i mean all the little girls wanted to be princess leia's like it really didn't happen yet where luke was sick yet i see he was sick Mm -hmm. and i love luke skywalker's but like it does take a couple of movies to go like okay luke skywalker's is sick and those are the ones that stick longer because like exactly. you have to get to know you got to like get to know them well you know i don't you know like i said i don't know what how what he was directed to do but faster and more intense like i didn't think you were that sick until like you know i we known each other a couple of years and thank you <laughs> but no but faster and more intense if you're being a whiny farm boy means faster and be more intensely a whiny farm boy and so I think his performance in the OG Star Wars. Oh, it was just a fast, was intense, whiny boy, whiny star a little, boy. little bit. And Han, Han Solo was way cooler. And so I think that if you just watch the first Star Wars movie, you're like, yeah, fucking Han, Han Solo. I'll be in Han Solo. Of course. But by the time they did Empire, his character started to evolve. He got better at being a Jedi. You know what I mean? Or on his Jedi path. He wasn't a Jedi yet, I guess. Um, but. He he was maturing more. He was not whiny anymore, really, and so he so you're able to to root for him way way easier. Mm-hmm. So I'd be whiny too if I was an orphan. Was he an orphan? I mean, did they present it that way? Yeah, basically. Well, because like I know what happens because I watched the prequels, but I just didn't watch the originals, which is just so <laughs> tragic. If I was an actual look, I'm not one of those nerds who's like, you better watch this shit. Or you're not even a real person. I've watched half of the first one look, a lot of slow. times. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah. I get it. Like it's just slow. Like, and I know the 1976 audience is much different than a current audience, but like the pacing is actually pretty slow for it. Yeah, they didn't do it faster and more intense. It wasn't faster, more intense, really. Um, but like a lot of dates I've been on, I'm like faster, more intense. They just don't. A lot of marriages you've been on, I like that too. Mm-hmm. I heard. The reviews are in. Okay, so. Yeah, make this marriage go faster. (laughs) So now the pressure's on. Okay. It's time to do a Star Wars sequel. Okay, except I guess it's not a sequel. It's actually the fifth movie, but like whatever, George. Okay, nobody knew that this was the fourth movie. He retitles it. It's not just Star Wars. It's now Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. And then then George starts like doing the talk show circuit and talking about how. Wait, did we jump ahead? I thought there was only three in the. There Original. is, but George Lucas retitles Star Wars to Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Oh, before any other movie is released, he's oh. like, "Oh, that's Episode Four, actually. There's a whole other story in the galactic history," and everyone's like, "Okay." Oh, that's why the prequels. That's why prequels, right? I see. And that's why they're numbered like they are. Why is the first movie titled the fourth movie? That's so weird. Isn't it weird? It's 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 also inventive. It's also it's very new. inventive. So I'm you know credit where it's due, but it's sure. also kind of silly because like, you know, he says it was supposed to be the first movie, but he didn't title it that way originally. Yeah, and then or also he says it was supposed to be the fourth movie because the prequels didn't come out for like 20 years later. Exactly. So if you're like a f- 30 years, a f- oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, exactly 25 years later, but yeah. So so George. Um, the heat is on, right? Everyone's talking about what's the sequel going to be. When's mm-hmm. the sequel coming out? So they hire a different director because, frankly, George had to set up a company called Industrial Light and Magic, which is called ILM. Mm-hmm. For most people watching this right now, you probably have heard of ILM um, because it's literally the production um, graphics house for like everything you watch. Oh, it's like that big. That's cool. So he has sets up ILM and then he's running that and he's running Lucasfilm and he just doesn't have time to direct the new Star Wars movie. And maybe even he just felt the pressure. Who knows? I don't know. He mm-hmm. never said that. But like, bro, if you're going to give up the director's chair to a man named Irvin Kirshner, who's an accomplished director in his own right, but you're giving up your baby to somebody else to direct it, you know. I have to think that that might be a contributing factor mm-hmm. for the sequel. So George is still obviously executive producer. He's in charge of it. He's the daddy for the for the whole thing. But Irvin Kirshner comes in and directs The Empire Strikes Back, where you know we are introduced to Yoda, like the 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 opening battle sequence 
uh, on the planet of on the on the cold uh, snow planet of Hoth mm-hmm. is super um, groundbreaking technologically because at that time they were using a lot of um, deep blacks in order to um, represent space, obviously. And and so when you did that, if you had a model that you were shooting, which they shot co- completely with models back mm-hmm. then, um, it covers up for the fact that it's outlined by like a little black outline, right? Because mm-hmm. it's out in space. So then if you're going to shoot on a snow planet where it's all white, you have a unique challenge if you're going to use these mini- miniatures to be able to to make it match without that outline and they were able to do that hmm. super cool shit yeah which nobody had really seen at the time the fact that they they were doing it during the day on a snow planet it was mind-blowing for the audience at that time right we don't give a shit right now we're like whatever yeah, you could literally have it on a lava planet we don't give a fuck you could have it inside <laughs> you know if you could have it inside of godzilla's asshole and, and we'll we're complain like, about it yeah we're like we'll that like, doesn't look like godzilla's it doesn't asshole. really look like his asshole hell no the cgi is so obvious Where's his sphincter so that's what i'm saying right like we got we've been spoiled by special effects yeah and i think probably you know you know i'm not not, not to be anti-tech or anything but I think the miniature stuff looks so much better. Like yeah. I, I just like all that stuff so much more, um, which is what the new Star Wars movies leaned into. But we'll get to that. Um, so, The Empire Strikes Back. Um, you know, now when people come to set, you know, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, all of a sudden, like, it's not just out in the open. You you can't just, you know, be shooting outside and like not be aware that people are taking pictures of the set, which hadn't happened before. I see. Nobody gave a fuck. Uh-huh. When they're shooting the first Star Wars movie, nobody gave a fuck that yeah. they're shooting the Star Wars movie. some random. You could even tell the locals, we're shooting a movie called Star Wars over there, and they're like, hey, well, fuck yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, there's so much attention, there's so much love for the for this new franchise, this burgeoning franchise, that they have to like be careful about scripts, like they didn't give a fuck before. You could leave your script at, you know, a soup plantation and yeah. nobody's gonna like at the studio's gonna come arrest you. You know what I mean? But now it's like, you know, they they they're like watermarking shit or like, you know, their version of that for the day. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to make sure they keep track of everything. Because there's so much secrecy surrounding the story because everyone wants to know what the fuck's gonna happen next. So then um they wrap filming for it. And the movie comes out. It's considered, and for me, it's the best Star Wars movie ever fucking made. The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. No question about it. And this was directed by not George Lucas. Irvin Kershner. Okay. Yeah, he comes in, directs the best Star Wars movie of all time. And, um, you know, and it's a credit to George Lucas, too, who was able to seed the reins. Yeah. And, and still be part of the production, but not ruin anything. Yeah. And Marsha Lucas was also uncredited as an editor for this movie. Why was she uncredited? Um, I don't know. I, I, she's really actually... You're like, you already the, got an Oscar. She's one of the most elusive characters in the entire story of Star Wars. Huh. She really doesn't say much about any of this stuff. But she recently has spoken up about the new trilogy, which I will get to Ooh. after we return from the break. We'll be dun, right back. Dun, dun. Please buy what we tell you to buy. Yeah. Please sell download what we tell you to sell. What we tell you to download. We've never told right. you to sell anything. Please Maybe trade what we tell you to sell trade. Sell some things. Buy oil commodities. Sell your soul. <laughs> Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blight. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Hello, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. So, um, we're going to talk now about Return of the Jedi. Okay? I have very mixed feelings about Return of the Jedi. First of all, it's still a better fucking movie than like literally almost any movie that gets made now nowadays because like a lot of movies are pretty garbage now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not to speak generally. Oh, you just okay, yeah. Okay. Um, because I don't like to do that. No, I know. Thank you. You would never. No. And, and so, um, so, so you know, the pressure's really kind of off now. Like Empire Strikes Back was such a huge hit that it's like, dude, we can we can do no fucking wrong, bro. Like, right. Literally, just like we print money now, mm-hmm. we fucking rock it and we wreck it. And so, um, it was really just about wrapping up the story. But I have to say, like, I think the first half of the movie involving like Jabba's palace and all that kind of shit, super sick stuff. I think the second half of the movie is like whack and boring as fuck. At, at least as far as when they turn when they cut to the rebellion and what they're doing in space, I'm like, dude, we already seen all this shit. Right? And this kind of gets into like my greater problem with Star Wars now and even with the prequels is like, dude, we've seen all this shit, man. Right. Like we've seen it so many fucking times. I think that's what's hard about being a new viewer is that like mm. I've seen so much Star Wars stuff without actually seeing Star Wars. That it's not, I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for it. Yeah, see, I I had the benefit of an enthusiastic father who took us to the movies because they did a re release in the 90s of all the Star Wars movies for the special editions. Okay. And so I watched these things in the theater. Okay. That's like I watched Wizard of Oz in the theater um, when I was a kid. Yeah. That was my favorite movie. And it helps. It helps yeah, so much. Totally does. Um, so because you don't know what you, you don't have any expectations. You're no, just, and I didn't even know what the fuck was going to happen next. I've yeah. never seen no Star Wars before. Yeah, because I had se- I had seen like some of it like on TV like in passing like because it was on TV sometimes, but yeah. I really didn't pay attention to it like the way that you do in a theater. Yeah, nowadays I mean I you find out about Star Wars through the spoiler first. Yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, it's such a part of pop culture. You're like yeah. watching Family Guy and they're doing Star Wars spoilers <laughs> up up and out the ass. So, um, but yeah, no, but I'm, I'm glad that I had the benefit of watching the Star Wars movies in order to, because like sometimes it's on TV, but it's like the third movie. Yeah. I guess now the sixth movie, but whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, so by the time Return of the Jedi gets made, um, the biggest thing from that is that they felt like they, because the twist was so big in Empire, Luke, I am your father. That they had to do that again, kind of, which is kind of modern movies fall into this problem too, where, you know, the talk of the summer or the talk of whenever it was released. I think it was summer. I don't fucking remember. Um, I think they do it usually in December time, but whatever. It was all about Luke, I am your father. Like, can you believe Darth Vader? Dark Vader was fucking Luke's mm-hmm. dad. That's wild shit, right? Well, you know, in the third movie, they kind of wanted to do that again. So they're like, hey, Leia is Luke's sister. And it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, not, reverse. It's, it's not that yeah. It's not that crazy. It's not like anybody it's wanted. It's like when you're doing an improv scene, it didn't heighten. 
Exactly. Yeah, it, it just went sideways. sideways yeah. So, and Luke, everybody wanted Leia and Han to be together anyway, so it's not like that disrupted anything. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they kissed one time, and the- it's not like uh, in uh, the what's uh, the Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a love story going on. I won't spoil it, but yeah. Brother-sister love story, too. No, it was aunt-nephew. Oh, that too, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. But then, I mean, the one where like it's like, oh, you're rooting for them, but then, oh, no. Yeah. So, it's incest. So with this one, they wanted to, to drop the, you know, drop the mic like that, but like, eh, it's whatever. But that did help to set up like a lot of the, you know, tapestry of Star Wars history and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a bad move. It's just they did it at the time for like, Oh, you didn't see this coming. Oh, yeah. But like, it wasn't nobody as shocking. really cared that much. You know what I mean? It's it's cool. It's mm-hmm. good to know, but it's like, it's mm-hmm. not like... It's like a fun fact. Exactly. So, and it just helps to understand a, a lot of like what was going on, I guess. Um, obviously, George Lucas didn't have that as an idea because he had Princess Leia as Luke's romantic interest mm-hmm. in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it's all good. You know, but he acts like he already had it all figured out, so it's fine. Some people LARP, like, look, I th- I think George Lucas didn't even have to try hard to, like, prove that he was a genius. But then he had to kind of LARP as one, too. And sometimes people fall into that. Because mm-hmm. he's going to every Hollywood party and they're like, you're such a genius, George. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. And he's like, he's like you, you could write a story on a napkin right now. And we sell it for 200 fucking billion dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Like, sometimes so... Because when you're creating something, like you're an artist, and then you're creating something, and sometimes it becomes bigger than you, where it creates itself. So, like, maybe he didn't have that figured out from the beginning, but he, like, at least had the creative flow to, like, go with that direction, you know, because it was telling him to. Well, look, it's similar to how J.K. Rowling all of a sudden is just like, hey, Dumbledore's gay. Dumbledore's gay the whole time. Yeah. It was totally intentional. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> Or like, you know, whatever. I don't even know Harry Potter really, but she, she's like, you know, this person's gender fluid or what? It's like, bro, we get it. You're down with this movement, mm-hmm. but you don't have to like Re- pretend like you intended end. that the whole time. Yeah. And so George did that when, when he changed, like, he's like, this is actually the fourth episode. This is actually, you know. Like, I see, I you see. You know what I mean? Like, it's just bullshit. It's you like don't have adding to do the extra genius to make you look even more like a genius. You're already were a genius. You're I good, see. bro. You're fine. You're hundred percent good. Yeah. Okay. Just so be secure with your genius. Exactly. Just, of- just just own what you do and not 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 what you don't. Okay. So then, um, third movie comes out. It's kind of you know, fans are happy to see the story end and all this kind of stuff, but it's not as good as how the first two were received. Okay. Um, but that is nowhere near in comparison to how the prequels go. So, <laughs> the prequels come out. It's 1997. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a trailer for Star Wars Episode One. Uh, this was everywhere, yeah. Or it was 98, I think. It was like on Taco Bell stuff. Bro, it was insane. It was everywhere. Everywhere. And I remember downloading the trailer on like Kazaa and like getting it on my computer, which uh-huh. took like four days or something. But then like being able to watch it with my brothers and we're just freaking the fuck out about it and stuff. And we had all the Star Wars toys and all that kind of shit. Because we had watched the movies in theaters. So, so your we, dad was a fanatic, yeah. Yeah, my dad was into it. And then we got, we became fanatics because we watched the movies in theaters sequentially together. Yeah. And then we were like, well, let's get the toys. Like, yeah. And nobody wanted to be Luke, by the way. It's fine. Really? Not really. Hmm. Um, but I like Luke. But like because of the first movie... Everyone was more into Han. Han Solo was way more sicker. Yeah. Uh, for my personal taste, because he was funnier or whatever. Yeah. But I still love Luke, right? Like, when you watch all of them and after Jedi, you're like, Luke's a badass, right? They really, like, complete his story and make him a fucking badass. Mm. So then they, they're like, you know what? We're going to take everything you knew. We're going to do the prequel. So, like, you already kind of know what's going to happen. When you see Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's played by Ewan McGregor, you know, he's probably the best, I think, the best actor in those movies, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like obviously, him and um, Qui-Gon, a.k.a. Liam Neeson, were, like, above everyone else yeah. as far as, like, there's well, uneven performances. It, but the, what's hard, though, is, like, so Natalie Portman at that time had already been acting for so long, but she, I mean, it's hard to act with a green screen. Like it, it's so like hard. green screen acting is so hard. So, so hard. you know their performances weren't great, um, yeah. but I don't blame them 
as actors, it's not it's not easy. No hell no. no. So yeah, you can't even see where the fuck you are barely. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So she gets cast. Jake Lloyd plays Anakin Skywalker. He's the kid, mm-hmm. and he has gone on now to say that to denounce his he has denounced his star wars fandom he burned all of his toys and all of his star wars stuff and um to call him jaded is like almost you know not a fair account because he is like deep Uh uh-huh he has he's gone to the dark side (laughs) like he's like fuck star wars how funny because i think he was just bullied mercilessly yeah because dude how crazy would that be to be the kid who's in the star wars movie i feel like I don't get how he got bullied. Like, how is he not like Bruh. put celebrated? How did we all get bullied? It's I like, guess. Yeah, you, you stand out too much. Doesn't matter what you yeah. do. Yeah, it's like you just don't know what you did to them. <laughs> I would go back to school thinking I was the coolest fucking person. Oh, yeah, like, but, it but dude, imagine walking in there first day and then you find out that everyone thinks that your pod pod racers shit sucked or whatever. Be like, I could buy whatever I want. I made lots of money. Yeah, fuck you, you plebs. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta try, but no, but um, so. Yeah, the, the, the new Star Wars movie comes out. So this is kind of interesting, too, to add to this history because this is very, very new, like literally within the past day and a half. Marsha Lucas comes out, and she's like, I watched the a preview through an ILM friend I had. I was invited to an early screening of episode one, and I left there, and I went, and I sat in my car, and I cried. Because it wasn't good, <laughs> and, and it's sad too. Because like she was one of the yeah brain children behind Star Wars, right? You have to respect that. Yeah. Did she name these characters? No. Did she make these characters? No. But did she frame the, the world, the shape of their story, yeah. and the world around them, and everything? Of course she did. Mm-hmm. That's literally what she won an Oscar for. So she was as huge a part of it. As anybody. Why didn't they have her be part of the prequels? Well, it's his ex-wife. Oh, George gotcha. Lucas' ex-wife. I see, I see. They divorced in like 1983, I believe. Okay, got it. So, um, yeah, she's not involved. This is like 1999, I believe, is when it came out, when it actually released. And so, yeah, she sat in a car and cried, right? Yeah. So, so that's some context, and I'll get to more of what she had to say about everything in a sec. So then they do episode two... It's largely forgettable. And I got to say, at the time when Star Wars Episode One came out, it was goddamn sick. I'm not going to lie. I watched that shit in the theater. I was hyped as fuck. My cousin, who was like theater manager of like our Edwards Cinemas mm-hmm. in San Diego, he got us like an advanced screening. I got to take the day off school. Wow. Well, I had to join school later. But I got <laughs> to take like, you know, and three like hours, hours off, off of school. school yeah. And then, like, go to school later and be like, I saw Star Wars this morning, you pieces of shit, dumb fucks. <laughs> okay, sounds like you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was sick. And then I told my teacher, because he was, like, he's, like, a huge Star Wars fan. And he's, he's like, oh, my God, how was it? And I was like, it's the best fucking Star Wars movie ever made. Because <laughs> I was just so hyped. Yeah, yeah, of course. You get caught up, dude. Yeah. And there's everything you're watching on TV is about the new Star Wars movie. You watch a Mountain Dew commercial, it's about Star Wars movie. Yeah. Talk about commercial Star Wars movie. You're just caught up in the hype. You're Plus, like, like, I had little cousins at the time and they only listened to Disney radio. And so it was always like, it, they do covers, but they put Disney songs. It was like, um, my, my Mr. Anakin guy, maybe Vader someday later, but oh, he's just a weird small fan. Is it Weird Al? That's a Weird Al song. All right. Well, they did like, you well, know. Even Disney covers. No, but it was on Disney radio. Oh, okay, yeah, That's yeah, where yeah. I heard it. Yeah, yeah. So that was Weird Al. Yeah, he did the. A cover of uh, okay, so it was weird out, American but Pie. listen, I don't know you're fine. famous people, but you're fine. I did actually, uh, I did a YouTube video with Weird Al. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, that's awesome. That's actually really awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I never met Weird Al. That's cool. Cool. Um, was he cool? Yeah. Or was he a piece of shit? I, honestly, the moment <laughs> eludes me because um, I remember. Oh my god, you're the worst. <laughs> I know. Okay, thanks for finalizing that. No, you're sorry. The worst. Okay, okay, I am the worst. Yes. Okay, so yeah, so now largely. The older Star Wars fan base is like, this is a piece of motherfucking shit. Okay. And the young Star Wars base, which I was part of, mm-hmm. was like, this is fucking sick. Two, you got not just one lightsaber on one side, but two lightsabers on the other side. You got double bladed lightsaber. That's fucking crazy. Like, we're just kids. We don't know. Right. We don't know story. Mm-hmm. We don't know any of that shit. We're just like, I it's, see cool it's shit. It's new. It's cool. The choreography yeah. was amazing. Mm-hmm. The lightsaber battles were nuts. 
So like we're just like this is fucking amazing. Yeah. But now when I watch it, I'm like, this is a piece of shit movie. I think I cried during the third one. Well, you should. Yeah. We'll get to that. Because all the kids. Anyway, I don't want to spoil. Oh, damn, but yeah. You can spoil. Everyone knows it's all good. All right, they kill all the kids. They kill the kids. So, episode two comes out, or episode two gets made. Really, it's kind of uneventful. Um, same kind of shit, right? I think from my generation. We're like, that was so sick to see Yoda fight. Mm-hmm. And really, Obi-Wan Kenobi carried the whole fucking movie as he did the whole trilogy, yeah. frankly. Um, and then, you He's know, got dreamy Hayden, eyes. Hayden, thank you. Hayden Christensen. I thought Hayden Christensen was the hottest person. So he comes on the scene. Yeah. He did a, a movie called uh, Shattered. Is it the one with the twins or something like that? Yeah, something. I can't I remember, can't remember what, what it was called. It was. Yeah. Shattered. I can't remember. Something about glass. I don't know. But. Um, George Lucas watched that and then he's like I think that's my that's gonna be my Anakin Skywalkers and then like you said you, the cat has he's a great actor yeah. you watch that movie I really haven't seen it but if you watch clips of him in that movie he's not wooden he's not like like the Anakin mm-hmm. that we all saw he's like really good mm-hmm. but something about being in front of a fucking blue screen yeah cause him and Natalie Portman seems just like wooden terrible but wooden. you you see her in uh you know the professor the professional much young, or the prof- oh, yeah the, sorry the professional as a 12 year old as a 12 year old much younger way, killing it awesome actress and then she did a she did a few other movies um and she was great in everything she's very yeah, good actress but she was in fucking heat as a, as a yeah, kid she was heat, great in that that one with the mom uh, where the heart is, or something like that. Something like that. I or anywhere but here. Anywhere but here. I never saw. That's what it's called. I guarantee it. Okay. I had the biggest goddamn crush on Natalie Portman, by the way. Me too. It was insane. I wanted to marry her. I thought she was gonna be my wife one day. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I was wrong. Sorry to disappoint. I was wrong. Yeah. Straight up. Although I also had a crush wrong. on her, so. Well, there you go. Um, we could still get her, dude. Tag team together. Wants. Anytime she wants. Hey, dude. You're welcome. Natalie Portman, you're welcome in our bed anytime. Hey, Natalie Portman, we'll eye for tower you, okay? Oh, my God. How does that work again? We high five. What are we doing? One person's on one end and the other one's on another end. Perfect. Listen, I just honestly, I just want dinner. I don't need we're to eye for tower. tower. I don't need to eye for tower. I just nah, want to get nah, dinner. Nah. Maybe have some drinks or something. No, nah, we're going to take you to the Sphinx. <laughs> okay. Right. He's very intense. Go ahead. So, yeah, second movie. Look, everyone hates on uh, Hayden. I actually, I, th- I find him to be a likable guy only because I pay too much attention to this stuff. Okay. If I had just watched these movies, I understand why people are like, ah, fuck him or whatever. But I disagree. I, I like, He was given really shit material, really shit dialogue. And basically everyone at the time, including the producer of all this stuff, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, but they were just up George's ass. Mm-hmm. And just, dude, just George, oh my God, everything you do is genius, man. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do. Mm-hmm. So... I don't blame um, Hayden at all. He was just working with the material that he had. Okay. Then they could do the third movie. Um, look, it's probably the best one that they did of the prequels, right? Had the most consequence. Had yeah. things actually happening. Characters actually moving towards a conclusion, a finale. Well, it made you feel sympathy for Darth Vader, you know? Exactly. Like, oh, there's a reason why he turned that He way. wasn't just a little bitch farm boy. Like, unfortunately, they made Luke like in the first episode, yeah. right? Or episode four. They kind of did that with Anakin where he was just a whiner, a whiner little bitch. Like, he was trying to save his family and that way, and be, by trying to save them, he destroyed them. He destroyed himself too. And himself. Exactly. And so, yeah, he literally kills her and all that kind of shit. And then the emperor's like, nah, you, nah, she died because you like fucked her up. And then he's like, oh shit. That's why premonitions aren't good. Hell no, dude. I ban, ban premonitions. Absolutely. I would be down for a congressional ban. Because then through trying to stop them from happening, you make them happen. That's the other thing that happened with these movies is like there's so much Senate stuff. It's like, what the fuck? What? There's so much Senate and government stuff. Oh, right, right, right. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing with this shit? Nobody wants to go to parliament for this shit. Well, they're just showing like how, you know, it's just a reflection of our culture. Yeah, no, it's fantastic, but it's not fun to watch. Look, that's why they have C-SPAN, right? Who watches that (laughs) shit? Exactly. Goddamn nightmare! But they, but the, but George Lucas was like, man, the C-SPAN shit's a pretty good idea, huh? And then, his, and then his producer's like, fuck yeah, dude, you're George Lucas. That's an incredible idea. Mm-hmm. We'll have a galactic C-SPAN, and so they did that. Yeah, in every fucking single episode. And they paid. They paid a lot of money to have that. Those scenes, you know. So, so then they finish it off, right? They um, that's capped. 
couple about many years go by, right? It's now like 2011, I believe, 2012, and Disney purchases Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. So George gets out of the game. He gets like three billion dollars, I believe, two point five billion. And we're getting new Star Wars movies. That's the first thing they say is we bought the new Star Wars movies and we bought the George Lucas treatments. So he sat down and he put together episodes seven, eight, and nine. And he says, like, here you go, Disney. And that's part of the package. So he sells the entire Star Wars library, all the merchandising, everything Mm -hmm. to Disney, right? And Kathleen Kennedy is appointed the head of Lucasfilm, which was a George Lucas personal choice, okay? And in my opinion, I don't think that she had what it takes. And that this might be a crazy take for, for me to say, but I don't think she had what it takes to, to do a Star Wars movie. I don't think she had the respect for Star Wars that it takes to, to do it. And I think that she hired J.J. Abrams, who I thought did a kick-ass job with the Star Trek reboot. Mm-hmm. I'm a Star Trek fan as well. Like the Star Trek reboot with Chris Pine, the first one was really good. That's what I heard. It was a really good movie. I kind of want to see it. I liked it. You, Pe- would, you would like it. People say that you don't have to be a you previous Star, Wars, Star Trek fan. He did a great job. Yeah. But the with this one, with episode seven, so I go to the premiere of Force Awakens. I remember. Look, I had, look, I, you and Dane Cook I, I was a that. Disney employee at the time and I, and I twisted some fucking arms. I was like, you know what, guys, you get me in the motherfucking premiere. Yeah. And I told Amy, who was a uh, maker, huge, big wig at the time. Yeah, I remember. I was like, get me this fucking thing. Yeah. And she did. She was great. And she was the best. You're like, they said we can't bring our phones. I was like, everyone's going to have their phones. This is what, this is what we can't bring it. And I was like, they're going to have their phones. And he was, was a so good stupid. boy. And he left his phone boy. at home. Well, I was so scared of, of them kicking me out. Yeah, And then of course. I had to put my phone in a trash can or something. Yeah. That I was just like, fuck it. I'm watching Star Wars Episode 7 <clears> fuck, <throat> at the premiere yeah. with everybody. I was there with Harrison Ford, Mark yeah. Hamill, Carrie Fisher. In Hollywood. Everybody in Hollywood. Yeah. George Lucas was there. Everybody's there. Um. I was so excited. I got there way too early. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a nerd. I know. It's so cute because you're so not, excited. you don't care about anything. No. But you cared so much about this I thing. I was so stoked on this, right? Yeah. So I get there and it's just me in a big fucking theater. Okay. And there's one other guy there and he's kind of annoying. He's like kind of shouting shit at the screen. Mm-hmm. Obviously trying to get me laughing. I'm like, oh, God, what the fuck, dude? And then um, I go, the one of the ushers, because I was talking to the usher before I went to sit down and he was cool. And uh, he was like, hey, Steve, there's popcorn back there if you want some. And I was like, fuck yeah. So then um, I go get some popcorn. And then I go see the, the other guy get some popcorn too. And he's like he's like at the straw counter or whatever with the straws. And he's pushing down. He's like, be sick. It's like, you know, as I push this, like there's a lightsaber sound. There should be a lightsaber sound. And I was like. Oh, guys, he's doing so much and stick. I, and then I looked over and it's fucking Dane Cook. Yeah. And I was like, oh I my remember. fucking God, dude. <laughs> And then, like, yeah, he's just doing so much stick with the with the peep with the um um the straw thing. Yeah, but the, doing so much straw shit and popcorn stick that I was like, God damn! I was in there with Dane Cook the whole time. No wonder I don't like this guy. <laughs> damn, it's, it's fine. But I, I was never a big fan. It's fine. Yeah. So then, um, dude, the movie starts. I could not be more excited for a movie. I came in there with more goodwill than anybody could I ever know. have for anything, and I left crestfallen i felt like it was a big piece of shit frankly. now you know how the previous generation felt when the prequels came exactly. out and you thought it was I got cool punished. i got punished yep. so i'm walking out of there no lie five feet from me right in front of me is the face of my ire jj abrams and he's just waiting to hear feedback from people and i just look at him and I just walked right by. Like, I was just in disgust. Oh, man. Because they just killed Han Solo, my favorite. Uh-huh. They killed him and just chucked him into a bin, basically. Right. And that's fine. If you want to do that, it's, it's great. But, like, they just had no... They had a, a complete contempt, almost, it felt like, for the original characters. They front-loaded all these new characters that really we didn't care about. And they, they just kept on pointing the camera at them like we're supposed to care because they're pointing the camera at them instead of giving us reasons to care about them. And then they tell us like this chick is named Ray and they don't tell us anything about her and she's like super powerful, but we don't know why. 
ultimately I was just like, well, okay. But I, I don't know why I care about her, though. You got to tell me why I care about her. Mm. She didn't even save the cat or anything. She didn't do fucking anything. Mm. She's just like She's just center frame. There. She's just there. So, you know, then um, that movie comes out. I'm not a fan. It felt like I was walking through a big fucking museum of Star Wars. They literally pulled a sheet off of R2-D2 at one point. Like he was in a museum. Okay. Like it was that bad, right? For me. Um, and then they did a movie called The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, I think, is the biggest piece of shit Star Wars movie ever made. Like even more piece of shit. Though. Even more piece of shit. Basically, in the beginning of the movie, Luke Skywalker throws his lightsaber. So at the end of the of the Force Awakens, Ray hands Luke his lightsaber that she found, and like it's like supposed to be a big moment. And then literally the continuation of that scene is he, he chucks it. And like, yeah, the audience laughs, but bro, like, what happened to Luke Skywalker? And that's like what they're counting on. They're going like, oh yeah, what happened to Luke Skywalker? You're gonna be interested in that. But really, you're like, no, like I wasn't there for this shit. Everything cool that happened with Luke Skywalker happened off screen. I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. so I, I won't uh, dwell on it too much. But Marsha Lucas just came out and just said all the things that I've been saying about Star Wars for years. Mm. Which is which feels really good because she's the one of the reasons why Star Wars is alive even right yeah. now. Yeah, and she came out and ratified all the things I've been saying. She said, "Yeah, because you've been kind of alone in the in your rants bro, about Star it's been Wars." Nuts. I mean, there are people, there are people, but we I feel like we're a subsec subsection of the internet. Yeah, because everyone else is like, "What are you talking about? Are you some kind of misogynist?" I'm like, "What are you? I don't give a fuck. What are you talking about? Because mm-hmm. like, a woman, you can't handle a woman's in charge uh, is is in Star Wars." I'm like. Princess Leia was a woman. She was like kicking ass the whole time in Star Wars. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Like you guys don't even know Star Wars. Like it's just so annoying. Yeah. So then, um, yeah. So so then Marsha Lucas comes out and she basically says, J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy don't know what the fuck they're doing. They, when they killed Han Solo, I was like, what? What the fuck? Like she basically says all the shit that I've been saying for years. Yeah. Which feels good. Like I feel like, you know, Especially because she's a chick, too. So it's not like, you know, she's some misogynistic force like they've painted out to be for years. Like, where everyone who doesn't like the new Star Wars is some kind of like hidden red pill guy. Yeah. Or the YouTube. new Ghostbusters. Or the this, new Ghostbusters. Like, girl, the girl like, bro, Ghostbusters. It just actually just sucks, actually. That's it. Right. And, and look, you can do all this shit that you want where you go, like, oh, like, look, a chick is winning. And it's like, no, this has happened before on screen. Mm-hmm. Like, Charlie's Angels, I watched Charlie's Angels, the the first one with mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz and all that kind of shit. It was tight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nobody was like- Kill Bill. Exactly. But nobody was like, oh, yeah, you're trying to make a woman, like, powerful now. Like, no, she just was kick-ass. They just made her kick-ass in the movies. Yeah. Like, oh, if you open the movie and you're just some misogynistic piece of shit and you see her and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever, what's a woman going to do? By the end of the movie, I think you're like, yeah, I think I know what she's going to do. Yeah. They just made the case for why she rocks. Like, Luke Skywalker, did I just talk about how much of a bitch boy he was? Yes. Did I like him for it? No. Mm-hmm. But by the time that it got to, like, the second, third movie, I got why Luke Skywalker was sick. Mm-hmm. They earned it. They didn't do that with these movies. I see. They just had Ray up there, and she's like, well, yeah, like, you know, I have all the powers for everything and there's there's no struggle. She never has to go through anything. So, you know, to have Marshall Lucas out there saying all this stuff and saying that, like, Kathleen Kennedy and George Lucas, or uh, Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams don't get Star Wars. They don't get the Jedi. They don't get the reason why everyone loves this shit. And, she's, and she, at the end of it, she says, it's trash, fucking quote me. She's like, JJ and Kathy, call me. Talk to me. <laughs> She's basically wow. like as frustrated as I feel. Yeah. Like, I'm let like, me save this. Just let us tell you without you labeling us. Hey, shout out last episode. Without yeah. you just labeling us instead, like, just listen to us. Yeah. Just hear what we have to say and then decide if we suck or not. Not this bullshit where you're like, well, you know, we just know, we know what you really are about. Mm. Like, ah, well, fuck you. Like you're not allowed to not like this film. I was know? raised by women, dude. I, I barely saw my dad for like the first 12 years of my life. I, I love the guy. I, it's not his fault. He's working a lot. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 you know, I was raised by my, by my mom and my older sister. Don't give me this shit about how I hate women or whatever. 
Does, yeah. Did people personally tell you that you hate women for not liking the no, film? No, no, they, they, that's a big talking they just point. Sweep, uh, the they just sweep, they general sweep. The, the VOX Vox group and like all the all uh-huh. the people who with blue hair out there right now. Um, you know, no offense to you if you have blue hair and you're not like one of these people, but <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, they tend to say that there's like a misogynistic force who just can't stand that women are getting their due in movies. And it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like I literally... <laughs> It's because they didn't get to capitalize off of the woman lead yet. So right. there's a reason. It can't be their fault that the movie isn't good. It's like it's because people can't handle a woman in charge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> Meanwhile, like literally Princess Leia is one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars by yeah. everybody's measure. Mm-hmm. But like, oh no. And like, yeah, she was in a metal bikini or whatever. But like nobody's like. So? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like nobody's like. That's what made her powerful. Or nobody's like, that's what made her awesome. Yeah. Everyone thought she was tight already. Exactly. In the first fucking movie. Everyone thought she was tight. Just because she got sexualized later on. I had nothing to do with that. But, I but okay, I also, I mean, this is a whole point of contention too, is that like, why can't a woman be badass and also in charge of her sexuality? Like, uh, like really sexy too. Why does it have to be one or the other? Like you're either powerful or you're sexy. Like you, you can be, you can actually be both. Yeah. You can be very, there's a lot of like powerful Dude, Ripley deities from the Alien that movies. were like sexy and also very powerful. Dude, Ripley from the Alien movies was sexy as fuck and she was kicked ass as fuck. Yeah. Why do you, who cares? Right. It has nothing to do with, they're not mutually exclusive i know exactly but yeah no but everyone's afraid of the female body when they do that shit they're like well or you're demoralizing or you're, them yeah or, exactly yeah but like bro not if they're empowered by it dude carrie fisher did so much shtick about it it's like insane yeah carrie fisher was hilarious by the way she's great she did proofs and like a lot of touch did they have to make her die off screen too because she actually passed in real life yep uh, it's, it's so sad. sad. It's so sad. Yeah. So sad. I was a huge, huge Carrie Fisher fan. She did a lot of writing too. She was actually a brilliant writer and she did a lot, a lot of um, uncredited writer work where they paid her to just like help with scripts, including like a lot of the, like Star Wars movies. That's cool. Yeah. She was really trusted and loved by a lot of people. Man, she was the best, dude. I, I'm a huge fan of Carrie Fisher. Also a fan of her cameo in the Blues Brothers. I don't know if you remember that. I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. She was. She was like a crazy ex-girlfriend oh, in those cool. movies and she like had guns and shit. She was really intense and like really funny. So yeah, and apparently she was a wildly funny person. I mean, I've only seen clips of her, so I don't know her personally, but she seems like she's she's hilarious humor. even in these clips. She's goddamn hilarious. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway. So that that's my my Star Wars uh little Star Wars diatribe. Cat? Yeah. Your little uh review of all of it. Look, I'm a huge fan. I don't think they need to do a movie every fucking single year. Well, too late. It's Disney. It owns it now. I know. Well, they did it on The Mandalorian. How do you feel about that? I know. So that's... Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You actually... That, that's where I, I have some hope, right? So I, I have to admit... Know. Nice. I have to admit, I haven't watched The Mandalorian, but I did get caught up on a major spoiler. You don't have to listen to this. Major, major spoiler. Oh, what? Three, two, one. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? What is it? I don't know. If we watch it, I don't know. I don't know the spoiler. You don't care. You okay, so much, bro. There's a pivotal scene where, like, it looks like all hope is lost. And I guess Luke Skywalker comes back and, like, saves everybody. Hmm. I thought he died. Uh, no, no. So, so the Mandalorian's exactly. That's why I'm not spoiling shit. <laughs> uh, Mandalorian's set between Return of the Jedi and the seventh film. Oh, okay. So there's like, it's like when Luke Skywalker was young and it's like after Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker, which we never got to see on film, which we all hope. Sexy farm boy. Well, right. But we all, well, no, he's a sexy Jedi master and we all hoped to see Luke in his prime doing some shit. But then the last Jedi is like, he swears off the force and he thinks the force sucks in Jedi six. And we're like, oh, cool. This is fun. So, you know what I mean? Like, so now we get to see Luke. Fully embracing the Force, fully embracing being Jedi Master, fully earning all the things he got from the first three movies. Finally, and it made a lot of fanboys cry out there. Like, fanboys are doing videos where they're fucking watching this shit and crying and shit. And then one of the guys from Lucasfilm now, his name is Pablo Hidalgo, he actually took a big shit on those fans and called them, like, little pussies and stuff. Oh, my God. But, like, they're just like, yay, we got Luke back or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, these, this guy from Lucasfilm is telling them they all... Or all man babies or whatever. That's what, what I mean. Like, there's some weird. Why do they hate their fans There's a weird so undercurrent of fan hatred going on. There's like a there's like a good guy bad guy fan. 
Yes, and labeling. The dark like, side. These are the dark fans. Exactly. And the light side it's fans. It's so weird. Unless you just unequivocally love everything they've done, then you're like a problematic whatever. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's just it's stupid. Everyone was like basically celebrating the new Star Wars, and then people are calling him like little bitches from. It's the, like from when the I stuff. say that some of an MC, some of an M albums weren't as good as the, the what I know, what I know is yeah. good Eminem album. But people are like, how could you say that? No, it's like you crying when you listen to Headlights. Yeah, and then Eminem calling you a little pussy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like Yeah, pretty much. And like I know you, you'll cry at headlights every time. Yeah. It's sad. I mean it's like wow. And you should he finally forgives his mom, but she's not mentally available. Mama, I love you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I remember that part. And you cry every time. Yeah. But you do actually. I do. So yeah, but that's my point though, is like, imagine Eminem coming it. out and being like you're So I use bitch. the analogy. I don't think I would take Offense to it, I just be confused. I'd be like, yeah, but that's what happened. A lot of Star Wars fans are like, like, wait, why are you doing this? And we... Wouldn't you be happy that we care? Yeah, it's, it's a super. So there's a weird antagonistic thing happening, probably because he's been in charge for a couple of years, and like he's like, well, fuck the fans, they don't get it, they don't get what we're trying to do, and like instead of just like listening to them, so you're weird. doing this like team based bullshit thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's it goes back to what we talked about last episode. Anyways. Anyways. Thank you for listening. Awesome. I have definitely gone over. Yeah. Uh, I could talk about this for another hour, frankly. Will you allow so me to? We'll say May it. I? Yeah, no, we'll revisit it later. Okay, thank you. We'll uh, do a, this, the pre prequels of Steve <laughs> Green's talking about Star Wars. Um, be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. We do Crypto Corner and we do like extra episodes of Shit They Don't Tell You. And we do live streams every month and it's really fun. And the Discord community is awesome. Incredible. We love you guys. Um, also, be sure to rate the show and uh, we will see you next week. Rating the show helps a ton. Thank you. Bye.